Hello and welcome back to the Mom Bod Pod, where it's everything mom, everything bod, and a little bit of everything in between. I'm your host, Delana Phil, and I have actually been wanting to talk about the subject for like a month, and I keep on waiting for the time that it's going to be quiet in my house so I can guarantee that I can just focus on this podcast, and I have come to the realization that that is just not going to happen. <laughs> um, my husband normally has like winters off. Um, up until this year, things are changing now, but he's had winters off in the past. And so when I started this podcast, it was pretty easy for me to roll out episodes. And the last month I've had to adapt to a new schedule where I don't get a whole lot of time without the kids or just the ability to step away. And I'm realizing that I would rather the podcast be a little bit more messy where there's about a hundred percent chance that I will be interrupted and asked to give my kids a snack. But that's better than not putting anything on at all, especially because I've been wanting to talk about this for so long. Um, and I do these podcasts. I want them to be super casual. I'm pretty sure I talked about this a little bit in the first episode, but like, I just want you to feel like you sat down and we're getting coffee together. Like you're, you're bringing up these questions that you have, whether it be about parenting or competing or just getting healthy in general. And we're just having a conversation. So I don't script anything. I don't come in with bullet points or questions prepared. Um, that may change if I have other people on the podcast, but as long as it's just me, I just ramble (laughs) and record it. Uh, it's kind of nice to have space to ramble because Instagram, um, isn't really favoring, like long stories and things anyways. So having a podcast for me, having a space to be able to talk um, has been really nice. So just a forewarning, I will probably have to pause this at some point. I'm not pausing it to try to like cut it and make it sound cute because that's just not who I am. I would be pausing it literally to just probably get my kids a snack, like I said, or if the baby wakes up from her nap a little bit earlier. But anyways, as you probably saw in the title today, we were going to be talking about disordered eating and bodybuilding. And I feel like I need to preface this episode by saying that I am not a professional by any means in terms of helping people um, that have an eating disorder or I don't have any degrees or anything like that in helping people even with disordered eating. Um, Disordered eating habits, though, are very normal. They're very common and they are things that you can use like an online fitness coach can help you to navigate away from, but I'm not technically um, qualified to speak on any of this. So this is all going to be based on my recommendation, experience, and observation. There's no like going to be clinical diagnoses or treatments or anything like that. This is, like I said, just a casual conversation. Take what works for you and leave what doesn't. And I hope that you kind of approach all podcasts that you listen to that way. But I just want to start that off as just a friendly little disclaimer. So we'll just start here and kind of see where it flows to. But one thing I've heard people say is that bodybuilding gave me an eating disorder. And we'll start with this. I saw a post a while back that said that tracking your food was a sign of an eating disorder. And the reason behind them saying that was because it's not primal in nature to track our intake. It's not something that any other species does. I feel like there's a very obvious argument to this, at least there was to me, um, because I did track my food while I had an eating disorder. I was tracking my food. I'm tracking my food now, and I do not consider myself to have an eating disorder. I think that tracking your food, at least for a period of time in your life, is beneficial to everyone. If we think about the animal kingdom, they are having to like scavenge for their food. They take what they get. They naturally follow their hunger cues, and the things that are appetizing to them are only the things that are going to sustain them. Us as humans live in a very different culture than that. We have the luxury of going to the grocery store and picking out what we want to eat or what we think is going to fuel our bodies. However, 
60% of our food choices at a grocery store or possibly more, I don't have like an exact number, but are going to be things that aren't truly beneficial for our bodies and aren't actually giving us fuel. Whereas like in the animal kingdom, 100% of the food that they're going to consume is going to be what their bodies need. That's just not the case in our society. And there's a lot of false marketing around food, false narratives around food, like telling you that this is like healthy for X, Y, and Z reason while it's filled with like artificial crap and fillers and all that stuff. Um, or just things are oftentimes very much so like higher in calorie that people think it is. I mean, they're saying, I think it's like 60% of the population is going to be obese in like the next few years. Don't quote me on this, something like that. Um, but I mean, it's seriously becoming a problem. Obesity is an issue for so, or like an underlying cause for so many medical reasons. And that's part of the reason that I coach. It's not just because I want you to look good and feel good naked, though that's like a huge perk, but it's also because like being at an unhealthy body fat percentage it's just it's not healthy like your body is not able to function properly and it's going to lead to bigger problems down the road if it's not something we addressed earlier and just by eating the standard american diet most people are getting to a point where their weight is not healthy you are not in an optimal position and if you want to live a long and healthy and fulfilling life we do need to be aware of what we're consuming Um, and I kind of ride this like midline approach between, you know, obviously weight loss is based on calories in versus calories out and making sure that our food and our energy expenditure like are aligned in terms of what we have goals for. However, I am not a huge, like if it fits your macros person in terms of just like shoving a bunch of food in there, that's not going to be beneficial for your body. Um, I am very much a fan of eating mostly like nutrient dense, whole foods, clean foods, not having a bunch of like artificial junk in your diet. But at the same time, learning that as long as we have a good foundation of these nutrient dense foods, as long as we are fueling our body, we can still use these more processed palatable foods um, in order to achieve our goals, if they're used in the right setting and we have that underlying base of the fact that we're fueling our body and giving it plenty of micros, like micronutrients and things like that first and foremost, and then having some other things on top of that, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And our bodies can use that and our bodies, if they're healthy, they can stand up to that and not, that won't completely drag us down, you know? Um, So that's kind of my approach on everything, but back to the whole tracking and it being an eating disorder. I have tracked with an eating disorder. At that point, I had set, like for my goals, I had to eat less than 1,200 calories a day. I'm pretty sure, I think at one point it was less than 1,000, which was like, oh, cringe. But I feel like I just had this internal thing that each of my meals had to be less than 350 calories. Like that was just like a trigger number for me. Like my breakfast was high and it was like 349 and then my other meals were normally like 250 or 300. Um, and so whatever that ended up equating to, but that was my point in tracking was to make sure that my food was less than 1200 calories. But now I'm tracking to make sure that I'm getting enough food and I'm getting appropriate amounts of food that I'm getting the carbs that my body needs, the fats that my body needs, the proteins that my body needs. And this is the case, whether I am building or whether I am cutting, like right now my food is getting pretty low, but I am still hitting what my body needs. Like we're not depleting me by any reason and sure getting closer to a prep it would be really easy to look at the habits that I am going to have and say this person has an eating disorder all right um like I was orthorexic back in the day because I eliminated entire food groups completely I didn't have gluten I didn't have sugar I didn't have dairy 
um, for years, like literally years of my life, I was extremely like into the clean eating plus low calorie on top of it. So that kind of classifies as orthorexia though. At the time I didn't know that was a diagnosis. So I didn't really think I had an eating disorder. Um, and just the idea of disordered eating wasn't really talked about. I also used to work out like seven days a week and now I don't exactly do that anymore, but like I still really push myself in my workouts and you can look at the habits that I had was it almost, yeah, it was like 10 years ago now when I had an eating disorder, like 10 to eight years ago and the habits that I have now as a bodybuilder and they look very, very similar. However, there is one thing that I think is a huge differentiator, if that's a word, between someone who has an eating disorder and someone who is maybe pursuing goals. I mean, you could say that there is disordered eating in bodybuilding, um, but to me, this is a big black and white difference. In my opinion, is whether or not you can see an endpoint. So when I had an eating disorder, I tried and could not imagine a life where I could just eat food like that I could just eat an ice cream cone and enjoy it, that I could just have a meal without tracking it, that I could have a piece of pizza without feeling immense amounts of guilt. Um, That reality didn't even exist to me. But now while I am bodybuilding, I know that what I'm doing right now is for a season. Like I am lower on food. I am starting to get my cardio a little bit higher, but I know that there is an end point to this. And at that point, when I am at my leanest, when I have gone on stage, I will immediately begin to put on weight post-show. And to be honest with you, I mean, I'm not like at the point in prep where I'm like, oh my God, I'm just ready to reverse. But like, I'm looking forward to the things that those season brings. Like when I was in my off season, I was looking forward to the things that prep brings. Like, I'm not going to lie, being shredded is, is fun when you're at the gym looking in the mirror, when you're getting ready for a show, when you're posing. There's good things about prep. I like how regimented it is. I like how focused I get both inside of prep and outside. But you do like full honesty here, you do end up feeling like shit once you've been dieting that hard for a long time. There's just no way to get around it. Um, So I do look forward to like moving on from that and being at a healthy weight, being able to have free meals with my husband and just have him cook for me again because he's a fantastic cook. And I love when he cooks for me. And it's one thing I really miss about prep. It's like one of his biggest love languages to me. So I miss being able to receive that. Funny, I was wearing my microphone the whole time and I forgot to turn it on. So if the sound is different now, I just turned on my microphone. Anyways, I'm excited to have that freedom in my life. And even down the road when bodybuilding is something that is behind me and I'm just focused on being a mom, being a wife, being with my family, I'm excited to just not track my food for the rest of my life. Like I actually see a future where I can just enjoy things freely and I can focus maybe instead of trying to track food and hit certain macros, I can focus more on just like nutrient density or creating things homemade because that's not really something I'm doing right now. Instead of just constantly trying to like make sure I'm eating enough protein, enough protein, well, building muscle isn't going to be a priority for me forever. I'm going to get to the point where I just want to maintain. I just want to be healthy. I just want to feel good in my body and I'm not going to need to track my food for the rest of my life because I know the foundational things of like, what is in food? What kind of fuel is food? Like certain types of food providing my body. Is it going to be, you know, a carbohydrate type of fuel? Do I want energy right now? I know how to get energy and I know about like how many calories worth things are so I can understand my body's needs and respond to it appropriately with food choices. I know that I want to eat protein like equally throughout the day. I didn't know that at one point in my life. Um, I know when to have carbs, when to have fats, um, what kind of micronutrients are in foods. I know all of these things because I have tracked my food. And so now I can move forward in my life down the road 
with this knowledge and the ability to eat intuitively while actually keeping my body in a healthy spot. Um, be able to gain muscle if I want to, to lose weight if I want to, because I put in the work now and tracked my food, but I don't feel tied down to it. I don't feel um, controlled by it. It's not something that gives me anxiety if I don't have to track. I mean, like I said, when I had an eating disorder, even the idea of moving away from these things would give me immense amount of anxiety. I could not physically picture that. And right now it almost gives me a sense of relief. And like I said, I'm completely happy with where I am. I love pursuing my goals right now. I just look forward to this future and I know that it's going to be there when the time is right. And the time just is not right for me because I do have other things I want to see happen in my life first. Um, But that's where I will be eventually and I know it and I am excited to see what that season brings for me. So that for me has been how I have differentiated and, and made sure within myself that I am not in bodybuilding for the same reasons that I had an eating disorder. I had an eating disorder because I've always struggled with lower abdominal distension, um, which is something that I am kind of being more proactive about trying to take care of now and more so in the future. But for the time being, we're just doing prep, but that would literally control my eating disorder was the fact that I just wanted a flatter stomach, a flatter stomach, a flatter stomach, a flatter stomach. And it started with me just trying to be healthy because I worked at a coffee shop and that was like, this is like the first moment for me with an eating disorder was I realized that the coffee drink that I'm getting after like school, at least a couple times a week for the last year at that point had like a thousand calories in it. And I just didn't realize, um, like how calorie dense food could be. And I didn't know much about it, but I saw that that was like half of what was recommended. And I was like, I should not be drinking that. I don't want to drink half of my recommended calories, you know, from a drink and not being able to eat this food. And so that nothing wrong with that. That was super great knowledge for me to have. However, it just kind of sent me spiraling down to where there was like, well, I don't want to eat this because of this and this because of that. And I just saw everything as like high calorie, even When comparatively, it was not at all, you know, like cutting out that drink, probably a good idea. Like I don't need to be drinking a thousand calories and like 78 grams of sugar, like a few times a week. But then it got down to like, well, I don't want to have, you know, cottage cheese for X, Y, and Z reason or whatever else I was cutting out. Like I don't like graham crackers, like just, you know, all the random stuff that I had like black and white demonized. But as I had been doing that, I started to see myself lose weight and obviously liked the way that I felt. Um, I just equated it as me trying to be healthy and a better dancer. And that's honestly how I felt about it, but it did become obsessive over time and then turned into an eating disorder that had control over me, but I have been able to ebb and flow with the changes of season with bodybuilding. I feel in control of my choices. Like I loved who I was in my off season. I loved the energy that I had. I was relatively confident in my body, Um, obviously like, you know, we go through postpartum bodies and that feels a little bit different, but the whole time I just was really proud of the physique that I had built, even when it was covered on a little under a little extra fat, it didn't really bother me. I didn't feel like I needed to hide or be shamed of the way that I looked. I kind of always felt confident even when I wasn't at my leanest or my best. And so all of these things 
are things that remind me that like I'm in an okay place. You know, I want to make sure that I'm not slipping back into an eating disorder. So these are things that I look at for myself. And if you're a competitor, I also recommend that you keep these things on your radar and make sure that you're in a good mental space because yes, we are implementing habits that can look like an eating disorder. And I'm sure there are some people who come out of a bodybuilding experience, bodybuilding show with an eating disorder, but it's unfair to say that bodybuilding is the one who gave you an eating disorder when bodybuilding is just a set of tools for a goal that you claim that you have. So if you're given the tools, say you give like someone who builds houses a hammer, they're going to know what to do with that tool. They're going to be empowered to use the tool correctly. If you give it to a five-year-old, they're probably going to uh, like break a bunch of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So the tools that we have in bodybuilding are learning how to be in control of our bodies, how to choose what to eat if we want to lose weight, if we want to gain weight, if we want to gain muscle, if we want to um, have cardiovascular health. We learn how to control all of these things on our own. But if you are not ready to receive those tools and those tools do more harm to you than they do good, that's not the tool's fault in of itself. You're just not in the place to handle that and that's okay, but we need to be aware of that and then not try to utilize those tools if we're in that space. But if that's something that you feel like you've experienced, like having an eating disorder coming out of bodybuilding, it's really unfair to blame bodybuilding as a whole when there's plenty of competitors who do this for years and years and years who are in a mentally okay place. Because I've literally heard people say that everyone who body... I've heard people say, I just need to emphasize that because it's ridiculous, that everyone who bodybuilds has an eating disorder. And it's like, no, some of us are in a very fine mental place. Like these are the goals that we want to choose. This is what we're choosing. And we know that and we're in control of that. And this is what brings us joy. This is what brings us energy. This is fulfilling to our lives. This is adding to our lives. If you have an eating disorder, that is something that is restricting you and it is taking away from your life. But restriction can be utilized to actually enhance your life more. I believe that the discipline really shows me who I am. I want to be the greatest version of myself. That is like one of the biggest things I long for in life. Like I want to die knowing that I invested into myself into the fullest capacity and me pushing myself and having these hard to achieve goals that really stretch me, allow me to become the best version of myself. Like I need bodybuilding for my mental health. And I'm not saying like I need it like it has control over me, but this is something that is really adding to my mental health. And if it wasn't bodybuilding, I would find another way to push myself. But I've always loved like the physical exertion push. Like this is just very natural to me. I love being on stage. I love the whole process of bodybuilding. I'm so fascinated with the science behind it. So it's just a very good fit for me. And this is a good thing for me. Like I am very self-aware and I know that I don't have an eating disorder because I know what it's like to have an eating disorder. Like, and I believe that if you have an eating disorder, it's going to be something that takes away from you. It's going to be something that brings you down. It's going to inhibit your relationships with other people. And I don't feel that way about this. Like sure, bodybuilding can be a selfish sport. You know, there's times where your energy is low for extended periods of time and maybe you can't go out and have free meals with your friends. And like, I can't have Justin cook for me, but we can find ways to make things work where I can still connect with other people. Like I don't use bodybuilding as a reason to to, like close myself off from the world and have everyone flow around my schedule. Like, especially as a mom, I mean, I hear, you know, people talk about, you know, doing the same thing every single day at the exact same time and how that's the best for you as a bodybuilder. And that's probably true. Like, I would love to be able to do that in another life where I don't have kids. But right now I do have kids and they do work around my life quite a bit Um, and they're happy and that's okay. 
but there's times that I have to flex. Like tonight I almost had to go, or today I almost had to go to the gym in the evening, which is not normal for me. And I don't love it at all because the gym is packed at night, but I didn't and ended up working out where I could go in the morning, but there have been times that I have had to go in the evening because of things with my kids. Like maybe they were sick and I had to wait until my husband got home from work so that he could watch them or things like that. And you need to be able to have that flexibility, even on prep. Anyways, I feel like this is turning into a ramble. I feel like this whole podcast has been a ramble, so I am sorry. (laughs) Hopefully there's enough nuggets in here that you can still take things from it. But basically, I have been able to use the tools that bodybuilding has given me to enhance not only my life, but the lives of my clients as well. I've been able to give them these tools so that they can feel better, so they can be in control of their bodies. They can have more energy. They can achieve their physique goals. They can just live a healthier lifestyle overall. They can have better mental clarity. Um, Obviously being healthy and stuff like that also has, you know, shown signs of reduced depression and all of these things that being healthy um, and being the person in control of your body can give you. And just freewheeling as an American, eating whatever the heck you want, whenever the heck you want it, truly isn't in control of your body. It's your desires being in control of you. Like You still need to be in control of your desires because your desires are not a true reflection of who you are. It's just a desire. And who you are it goes deeper than that. You need to know what your overarching desires for life are more than just your immediate short-term result desires and be able to weigh those against each other. Because sometimes, sure, nothing wrong with having, you know, maybe cake and ice cream and pizza at a birthday party or something like that. But if we're doing that every single time, I literally saw an episode on Seinfeld about this and I just thought it was so funny. Um, But I, okay, I haven't really watched Seinfeld to be fair. I've seen like two episodes, so whatever. The main chick, I think this is like episode two of the show though goes to work and it's someone's birthday every single day. Like pretty much she's in a big office or whatever and they're constantly celebrating people's birthdays or retirements or whatever. So they're having cake like every single day and she's saying, I just don't want to eat cake every single day. And they're pressuring her to eat cake every single day. And obviously it's a little bit overdone because it's like a rom-com sitcom type show. But like that's kind of real. Like it's all, our society is very food focused. Events are always around food and it's never really fuel type food. It's more fun type food. And sometimes it's going to be okay to give into that and just relax and enjoy and eat with everybody else. But if we're doing that like very consistently, that's just because it's normal doesn't mean it's beneficial or good for you. Just because it's common doesn't mean that it needs to be the way that you live your life. Like you can hold yourself to your own set of standards And obviously the average American at this point or how we're looking towards in the future, the average American is obese, you know? And if you don't want to be that average American, then you have to do something that average American is not willing to do. So I don't think there's anything wrong with tracking your food, having goals, trying to eat more nutrient dense foods and less sugary, high fat, high processed type foods. There's nothing wrong with these things. You're taking care of yourself so that you can show up as the best version of yourself. It becomes an issue when these things start to take control over you and you don't feel safe and comfortable outside of the umbrella of having like meticulous amounts of control in these areas. That's when it becomes a concern, in my opinion, whether it be an eating disorder or disordered disordered eating, that's where it becomes a concern. And I worked with a lot of people and helped them come from disordered eating and use tracking as a tool to actually find freedom. 
especially people who have come from restrictive eating, once you start tracking your food, you learn that you can maybe eat a lot more than you think you can by just tracking and then slowly like going through a reverse diet. Like if you're going to a reverse diet correctly, you do need to have a monitor on your intake and what you're doing, but this is allowing you to eat more food than you have in the past. I mean, I've seen clients up 500 calories, 600, eat like 800, even a thousand calories. I think even more than that from what they had been eating this like before and they had been tracking before you know probably had disordered thoughts around eating like obsessive working out eating very low calorie for extended periods of time like 14 1500 seems to be a very common number i see when people come to me and i am able to reverse diet a lot of people and bring them up to 24 2500 calories I mean, depending on their bodies, some people do better around like 21, 2200, but you can pull your food up dramatically, feel better, have a lot more freedom around food while tracking. Like this is just a tool. The tool in itself isn't bad. It just depends on how are you using that tool? Are you using it to be the smallest version of yourself? Are you using it because you want it to have control over you? You feel comfortable under that control? Or are you using it to empower who you are and who you want to be and who you need to be at your core? So obviously being self-aware in these things is very important. Having someone along with you in the journey can also be very helpful if you think you are someone who struggles with disordered eating or is susceptible to disordered eating patterns. Making sure that you have someone on the outside who you are very open and vulnerable with so they can call you out if they see things starting to shift in that direction towards you know an unhealthy relationship with that control because you do want to make sure that we're not moving in that direction. But the tools in of itself that are found in bodybuilding or that most online fitness coaches are going to use in order to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, the tools in of themselves aren't bad. And I don't love seeing accounts online that completely demonize everything because you can't demonize a tool. It just depends on who is using it and how they're using it. So I do believe it's very important to be a person who is able to use the tool that you're receiving. Like, sure, tracking is not going to be for everyone. Some people do need to move away from tracking and have an obsessive relationship with tracking their food. I'm just saying this because this is something I've seen a lot of. Like, I'm, like, focusing on tracking just because I've heard a lot of people say that tracking is, like, a negative thing. And it's a very common thing in my industry. (laughs) Um, But it should not be demonized as a whole. The same thing that has brought harm to a lot of people can bring a lot of good to a lot of other people. So... Those are my thoughts. Like I said, I feel like I kind of got ranty, rambly, but hopefully there's some things in there that you can pull out of it, whether you've been a competitor, are a competitor, or looking to be a competitor in the future. Um, And if you have not yet, please rate, subscribe, comment, review, all the things that you do on a podcast. Obviously, I'm a smaller podcast. I'm not necessarily like some great fitness influencer. I'm just looking to be able to help people out. So any support that you can give the podcast is very beneficial. If you found something helpful in the story, if it resonated with you, um, I would love it if you would take a picture of it, post on Instagram, tag me in it. That goes a long way as well. Um, And if you have not yet and you are finding me through the podcast and you are not finding me through Instagram, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram. My handle is fit.mama.d and you can find me on TikTok at Delena-Thill or I think it's just Delena-Thill. Yeah, just Elena Phil at TikTok. Um, but I would love to connect with you. And if you found me through the podcast and we haven't connected on Instagram yet, please DM me and let me know that you found me through the podcast because that would be super cool to hear. Um, and that's all I have for you guys today. I have a very exciting podcast planned next and I actually have a set aside time to do it. So it will be getting out sooner than later. Um, and I'm stoked for you guys to hear it. But until then... 
Peace.